Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby. Fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 162. From stage four endometriosis to miracle baby. Betty's story. Hey, loves, I'm super excited to be here with you this week sharing another one of my amazing ladies' stories. I mean, my ladies are so freaking generous, so inspiring. And you know what? Every time you listen to this, I hope that you're sending them so much love because they love you. That's why they are sharing their stories is to inspire other women to keep going for their dreams. And I got to tell you, I'm super incredibly stoked because we are up to 21 women. Since the beginning of the year, today is March 31st at the time of this recording, and I got to tell you, since the beginning of the year, we've had 21 women from the Fearlessly Fertile Method community get pregnant. So it's just incredible to me to to have the honor to stand by women as they are making their dreams come true, because that's actually what this is about. Yes, my ladies are getting pregnant. Yes, they're staying pregnant. Yes, they're giving birth to healthy, happy babies. All of that is true, but it isn't just that. They're living incredible, big, bold lives, the kind of lives that God, universe, source sent all of us, right? Gus, good old Gus, all has a mission for us here. And motherhood is part of that. And today you are going to be hearing from my beloved Betty. I love this woman. I'm not ashamed to say it. Like I just gush whenever uh, we cross paths and, you know, we had been praying for a long time for this miracle. And it was such a delight when she reached out and shared it with me. And I think you're going to be inspired too, because Betty's story was not an easy one. She always knew that she wanted to be a mom, but when she and her husband started, things weren't going to be that easy because she found out she had stage four endo all over her ovaries and she was distrusting her body, distrusting herself, starting to doubt whether this dream would ever come true. But here's the deal. Once she opened her heart to seeing things differently, you know, getting out of her own way, she actually opened her heart to a miracle. And this baby came in a way that she hadn't anticipated, had some fear about, had some judgment about, but you're going to hear how by listening to her heart and putting her ego aside and instead focusing on the love that she has and the bigger vision that she had for her life, something truly extraordinary happened. So here is my conversation with my beloved Betty. Okay, well, we will jump right in, love, and I will start by asking you the question I love to ask. Can you believe we're having this conversation? Yes, I can. <laughs> I can. Oh my gosh. Well, why don't you start off by telling the ladies listening just a little bit about how you found yourself on this journey and we'll, we'll go from there. Sure. So I've always wanted to be a mom, like always, always. And when I got married to my hubby uh, almost nine years ago, you know, I was like, come on, let's like start a family. And he was always like, no, let's buy a house first. And so we waited and we waited. 
And then like five years in, it was like, come on, like I'm kind of getting a little older here. So let's get this train started. And (laughs) it wasn't happening for us. It wasn't happening. And then I started experiencing some ruptured cysts that would take me to the hospital. And eventually I needed surgery for that. So I found out what I had, which was um, endometriosis stage four. So that was all over my ovaries. And so things just got really real from there. So that was in 2019. And here we are. Yeah. Well, so what were some of the things that were going through your head? Because at that point, you, you find out this diagnosis, stage four endo, the cysts are rupturing. You had been waiting up to that point to have a baby. Like, you know, just so that you guys could get your lives, I guess, in order, you know, how sometimes we do that. Yes. You know, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your mind? Like, what did you start noticing in yourself around that time? I started realizing that my biggest fear was coming true. And, and I remember uh, when I interviewed with you for your program, I was like, Roseanne, I've always feared that I'm not going to have kids. I've always had this fear for no unknown reason. There was just, I always just wanted to be a mom so, so badly. And that fear of not, of it not happening was so scary. And I was like, holy shit, it's coming true. You know, that's a really crazy place to be, right? Yeah. Where you're like this thing that I have feared for whatever reason, right? Because when something means a lot to us, it's really easy to kind of wrap that in some fear that it won't happen. Yes. So how was that impacting your life? Because it's one thing for, you know, people to say, oh yeah, you know, I, my worst nightmare was coming true, but what did you see start happening in your own life? Well, I started having a lot of like negative thoughts towards me, towards my body. I was just in this really, I think I was functioning fine and in the outside I looked fine, but deep inside I was just like, oh my God, like my body sucks. Like I really, really don't like you right now. (laughs) And why can't you just work? Like, why can't you just do what I need you to do it? You know? So that was that was in a really, I was like wrapped up in this like very heavy, dark blanket that I couldn't unravel myself out of. Wow. And how was that affecting your relationship, if at all? I think my hubby and I have always been in very different places around having kids. Like he's the most nonchalant, like super cool dude that just, he's just, nothing ever phases him. He's just so cool as a cucumber. And so when I would have these fears and I would want to talk about it, he'd be like, come here. And then he would just like, all right, like, let me like, let you talk about it. And then, and then he'll tell me like, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But it was in a way it was, it was comforting, but also frustrating because I'm like, don't you see what's happening? Like, ah." (laughs) isn't that funny when they are so different than us? Yeah. totally unfazed. And for us, like everything's burning to the ground, right? Like it's totally, yeah. Well, so what made you like take a step back and say, you know what? I need to work on this. I need to look at this because it would have been really easy for you, Betty, to just say, okay, well, I guess this is how this is supposed to feel. My husband is going to put his arm around me. It's going to be all better. 
but there was something in you that brought you here. Yeah. What was that? I remember saying this to you when we first interviewed, like, I want to be that woman that is so full of faith that nothing phases her. And, you know, I've always been pretty like religious and faith driven. I always go and like, I'm a go-getter. Like I like achieve my goals. I know what I want. And so for me to be in this place where I couldn't get that was really hard. And I was like, I really need God. (laughs) Like I really need to find myself where I can trust God and let him guide me instead of me calling out the cards. Yeah. It's a very different place to be. It really is. It's taught me a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and let's talk about that because it, it, it's your faith. I mean, faith is a critical aspect of all this. It's also the way that you think. Yeah. And so like what brought you to the conclusion that you needed to change the way that you think? Because again, it would have been really easy to say that, okay, if I just pray, this is going to happen. But there had to have been something within you that said, okay, but there's something I need to look at Mm -hmm. within me because faith without works, right, is dead. So like, what is it that made you see that, that there was a role that you played in this? When I started doing the work, you know, Mm -hmm. for you, for myself, I was looking at all these roadblocks and I was like, holy moly, like I have, I have all these roadblocks in my way and I'm letting that get in my way. It's because of the way I am thinking about myself. It's the way that I, that I think. And so for me, it was like, you know, when we think about things and starting a family, we want it to be linear. We want it to be super straight and we just want to get done. And this is not how it works. So like, if you have that thought process, it's not going to work because you have to understand that you really got to get the work done and really look within yourself to destroy those roadblocks. And for me, it was like, like if I didn't deserve to be a mom for first of whatever reason, it was like, like maybe I did something or, you know, I was blaming myself for something that made no sense, but in my head it did. And so I really had to like look into that and let that go. (laughs) Yeah. And isn't that funny? I think you raise a really interesting point that to the outside world, we may look like we have it together. Mm -hmm. And when you're stuck in that place where, oh, I got it all together, you know, yeah, I'm suffering in silence, but we get into this trap where we can't even see those blocks that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was, Was it shocking for you to realize how much you were blaming yourself? Yes and no. Mm. I mean, yes, it was shocking. Like, but at the same time, I knew, like, I knew I was blaming myself. Like, this is what we do. Right. (laughs) I mean, this is what we ladies do all the time is we blame ourselves for things that are way out of our control, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting pattern where we feel like we get into this trap where we think that suffering is going to get us to the place where we want to go. Like, oh, this is, this is in, you know, this is a hard journey. Of course, it's going to be this way rather than taking a step back like you did and basically saying, is there another way? Mm -hmm. 
Because yeah. you knew instinctively there was something wrong. Yes. I did. You ident- yeah. You identified that your faith needed some work. And then you also recognized that your thinking was off. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what were some of the biggest things that you learned by taking a step back and, and looking at this mindset piece? Because it's really easy for us to say, oh, me getting pregnant is just about me having the surgery mm-hmm. for my endo. Me getting pregnant is just about my diet. Um, me having a baby is just about a treatment. You had the guts to take a look in a place that it would have been super easy to ignore, Betty. It would have been really easy for you to ignore it. So what are some of the things that you took away from that? Uh, I'm getting teary because I think it's what you said. Uh, It's looking somewhere else rather than just letting go of those thoughts that you, you know, or that path that you thought you needed to take, right? Because it's more than, for us, it was more than just the surgery. It was more than this isn't going to happen. It was, it was about letting go of everything, letting go of all those expectations and just finding that guide within you that you have. Because like you said, instinctually, I knew something was wrong and just letting, letting go and knowing that that motherhood was there for a reason. Like you always say, it's in your heart for a reason. Like I was meant to be a mom and I think just like letting everything just fall really gave me the clarity that I needed to follow my instincts and follow that path. And it looks very different. It looked for, you know, I'll tell you in a second, but it's very different than when most women want, right? And like you said, I wouldn't have looked there if I didn't have the guts to just let everything go. You know, and there was a moment I think you might remember this. There was a moment in the program where part of the coaching that I gave you was a visualization yes. of a barbecue, yes. like the way that you wanted to celebrate your baby. And I remember just the imagery that you created of the way that you wanted to welcome this baby, the, the joy, the love, and just the family around, there was a turning point. And I remember feeling it when, <laughs> when we did it. I was like, oh shit, this is a turning point for her because you went from blaming yourself and really starting to you know, attack yourself for who you were and your body and all of these things. We took you from that place to actually being able to see what you wanted to create. Mm-hmm. And that was extraordinary. And I, and I love that you're going to talk about how this, look, this ended up looking a little different than you thought, but the ability to even see this for yourself, to move out of that blame, to move out of that, that really dark place, I think helped you to start seeing options. Do you right. think that's fair? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yes. I, I think knowing where I wanted to go right? We don't know how that path was going to go, the winds and the turns and the the valleys, right? We didn't know, but I knew that that was the end goal and that we were going to get there somehow, some way. And visualizing that with you was so powerful. Um, You know, I'll just tell the ladies, but it was just, it was, we were outside. I was holding my baby. I was breastfeeding him and people were outside enjoying a barbecue. And all the people that 
are, have been there, are there for me and for my husband, were there celebrating us. And that was just, it was so beautiful. You know, I still have that imagery in my head. Um, so it was very powerful to do that. Yeah. I remember it too. I remember like Betty, which side of the fence do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the, on the side of the fence with the party or do you want to be on the, on the side of the fence where there are weeds growing and, you know, the lawn is unkept and all this stuff. You had to jump the fence and, and, and really get into a place where you believed it was possible for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So how did you use that to take the next steps? on your journey? Like, how did you transform just this, this new way of thinking into making different choices that led you to where you are today? Well, it wasn't easy. (laughs) It wasn't easy. I, uh, we, we had to go through IVF and we failed once and it was like, I was still in that mindset. I had already done your program when we started our first IVF but I was still in that mindset. I was still on the other side of the fence where it was like, poor me, you know, like (laughs) it's just like that bullshit story that I kept telling myself was still playing in the background. And I just knew, like, I just didn't have a good feeling about this. I didn't like my doctor. It was like, right. You know, when the pandemic started, like everything sucked, you know, (laughs) and I went into IVF and they only got three eggs. And I was so disappointed and I was so heartbroken. We only had one embryo and we wanted it to be tested and it came back as abnormal. And that was like, that was it. Like, we're like, what the hell? Like we went through all that and we took nothing away from it, you know? So we kind of changed gears a little bit. You know, one of our goals for my husband and I has always been to buy a house and we live in California. So for those people that know, it's, it's very hard. So we started looking. We were like, okay, well, maybe we need to buy a house first. So we started looking. We started putting in bids. And we were getting rejected. People were like, you know, bidding $200,000 over us. Like, I mean, it was just, I was just like, what the hell? You know, this isn't meant for us. And we had a talk and we realized, you know what? we're going to give it another shot and we're going to change gears again. And even though we don't have a house or the way that we wanted for our baby, this is what we're going to do. And so I researched, got into another clinic. I really liked the doctor and I felt like really good about it. Like it just felt like, all right, this is what we're doing. Like this feels really good. And that, you know, the whole journey of that took over a year. So it wasn't easy, but I think my, my faith just kept like growing stronger and stronger. And just, I kept surrounding myself with love and with like, you know, your, you know, hearing your podcasts and just, you know, listening to things that really were embracing me and my journey versus like the self-pity that I just wanted to let go of, you know? Well, you know, I want to make sure you give yourself some credit because you had to be in a place in your mindset where you could make that change. So I know you're being super hard on yourself to say, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm this pity. I'm always person. so hard on myself. Yeah. You came out of that program with the mindset that prepared you for all of these twists and turns. 
because it wasn't, you're exactly right. It wasn't easy to switch gears because we get into this idea that, okay, I get married, I buy a house, then I have a baby, then I get a promotion, then I do this and then I do that. Like it, this, as you said, a very linear progression, Mm -hmm. but there was something in you that said, Hey, I might do this a little differently. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Because that's a huge difference from the Betty before. Huge, huge. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like you said, I think I was very linear in my thinking. And I was in a place to accept that things didn't have to look the way that I wanted them to look. And it allowed me to look at other options. So when we got into this fertility clinic, I really liked the doctor. He knew my struggles. He knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was going to be hard if we decided to go down the IVF road. It was really hard on my body the first time around, like those medications, you know, just the after of the IVF, I ended up getting like a UTI. It was just, I felt horrible. And, and I just had this thought, like, what about if we get, you know, donor eggs? Because I don't want to go through that anymore. And I talked to my husband and he was like, if that's what you want to do, then we can do that. And he was just so open about it. And that really brought me so much like comfort. And it just felt so right. Like, I was just like, okay, like, that's what we're going to do. And the, my, my doctor was kind of shocked because he was like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, I really do. And everything started to fall into place. Just things were just falling into place. And, you know, there were still more twists and turns because after we got the donor person, it was actually a fresh transfer. Um, so there are fresh eggs. We picked our person. And um, so let's, so it was like on a Monday that she was supposed to get her egg retrieval. And I get a call on Tuesday by my doctor and he was like, Betty, I'm so sorry. You know, we only got six eggs. This is very unusual for a woman so young like her. Um, So, you know, I've never been in this situation before. I'm really sorry. We're going to do our best. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) I was like, what? Uh Uh-huh. I was like, this is not happening. But, you know, my faith didn't waver during that time. Like, I kind of was like, what is going on? Like, I'm so shocked right now. Like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was thinking we're going to get like seven embryos. We're going to have like twins. And, you know, and I just had to like, again, just let go of the notion of like, this is what it's supposed to be. And this is what it is. Right. And so I told my husband and he was like, okay. Like, don't worry, it's fine. I'm like, God, nothing like ever like shocks you. <laughs> so, so then the next, the next day, actually, actually two days later. So this was Thursday. I was supposed to have my embryo transfer on a Saturday. I finally get a call from the doctor. Actually, he never called me back. I'm lying. He didn't call me back. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Because I didn't hear anything from the doctors. I didn't hear anything from the clinic. And so on Thursday I called and I was like, Hey, um, I'm supposed to have an embryo transfer on Saturday. Like, is this still going to happen? And then she's like, yeah, you're still on the schedule. You know, we'll see you on Saturday. 
And I was like, okay. So the Saturday morning. So this whole time I'm in the dark. I don't know what's going on. I'm no, no idea if the, if there's any embryos from those six eggs and Saturday morning. So we're supposed to be in the clinic at 10. I finally get a call by my doctor at eight 30 in the morning. He's like, Hey Betty, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. How are you? He's like, we have such a beautiful embryo to transfer you this morning. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, okay. And we went into the clinic and had my fresh embryo transfer that day. So these six eggs, four of them didn't make it. And we have, we had one to transfer and now we still have one in the freezer. So two beautiful embryos that we had and that's all it took. So all it took, that's all it took. So what happened? What happened after that transfer? (laughs) We got a positive pregnancy test (laughs) and I'm currently 22 weeks pregnant. And this little baby, I mean, I tell my husband, this little baby wanted to live. Like he, since I've been 18 weeks, he's been kicking me. He's been moving around. He's just constantly letting me know like, Hey mom, I'm here. And it's just so beautiful. And, and think about Betty, think about the woman you became. Yeah. In order to get to this place. Cause dude, seriously, when I think about your experience and your story, it is so much about surrender. Yes. Yeah. It's so much about surrender and, and saying, Hey, and, and, and I think I I just am so delighted that you brought up the faith piece at the very beginning, because, you know, a lot of us, we, we get really tied to the vision that we have to the point that we eliminate any other possibility. Yeah. Even if it's a blessing. And what you're demonstrating here is the power of a woman learning how to surrender, being open and being willing to pivot because when you, oh man, this is so good because when you were describing making that choice and deciding to switch gears and, and being open to this, looking a little different than you expected, there was such peace in the way that you said that. You just knew it was right. All of the judgment, all of the criticism, all of the fear had kind of dropped away. I mean, certainly your doctor kept you in the dark for a few days, but overall, there was something that was at peace within you. Totally. Absolutely. 100%. So so what are some of the things that you would want to share with the women listening you know, who may find themselves in like, whoa, shit, my journey is looking way different than I thought it would, or clinging so desperately to an image as opposed to being open. Like, what would you want them to know? I knew you were going to ask me this question. So I've been thinking about it for a while and I'm like, just try to play because there's so much. <laughs> Start wherever you want, girl. This is, this is your story. I would want them to know that that whatever journey this takes you that that's okay and that's your journey and that is your path in your life so i think you know i told i told you roseanne i was like roseanne i really want to be like transparent with you because like i got donor eggs and like you know and there was still like a little tiny bit of like shame in that but like i want to let these ladies know that 
there's no shame in anything. There really isn't because whatever you decide your path to motherhood is, that's your path and that's okay. And just figuring out what's important to you, you know, whether you get a surrogate, whether it's IVF, whether, you know, it's not your egg or it's not your husband's sperm, like whatever it is, it doesn't matter because it's going to get you to that place where you want to be, which is motherhood. And so just letting that sink in, you know? Yeah. And I think that's such a powerful message, Betty, because even something you had said early on is that you knew motherhood was meant for you. Mm -hmm. And when you, you know, you're demonstrating to us here, the power of getting your ego out of the, the equation and saying, what is available to me? What feels good to me? Yeah. And breaking out of that, you know, that trap of thinking that things can only happen a certain way because that openness led you to this boy. Right. Yes. My baby boy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you were saying he, at the very beginning, I'm like, Oh, I wonder if she had an idea that she was always going to have a boy. I mean, I think that's well in my barbecue, he was a boy. That's right. Yes, that's right. So isn't that a beautiful thing though, Betty, to see this come full circle? Yes. You are living proof of that you know, you hear me saying all the time, we may not know when, we may not know how, mm-hmm. but we know this baby is coming. Mm-hmm. And because you allowed yourself to be the woman who has faith, the woman who surrenders, the woman who receives, because that was another thing that I know was hard for you, was this whole concept of receiving. And in order for you to get to where you are today, you had to be willing to receive in a big way. Right. Right. You know, you let go of the, you know, oh, we got to have a house first. We got to do this. We got to do that. Like you were able to zero in and focus on what actually matters to you. And you are here today, 22 weeks pregnant with your son because you were able to do that. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Well done. And I think it's incredible because tell the ladies what it's like to have surrendered because a lot of people think that surrender is giving up, but you're you're living proof and demonstrating that it's not that at all. Mm -mm. I think surrender again is just letting go of all these ideas that you have or what you want or what you think you want it to look like. Just letting that go and letting your faith or God or whoever you believe in yourself, your instincts talk to you and tell you what you need. Right. Because I always had this image when I would talk to you or in the podcast of like going out to this like dock, you know, and you're just at the end of that dock and you're like, I'm just letting go, like, just let go. I know it's easier said than done. It really is easier said than done. And I can't remember exactly that point of like when I surrendered, but I know that part of it is just letting go of that fear, right? Because that fear is what is holding you back. Yeah. Just letting that fear go. You'll be able to feel free first of all. And then secondly, um, I think you mentioned that I look like I was at peace. I really was. Yeah. Surrendering is letting that peace come into you. 
Yeah. And you know, and I love it because I can see it in you. You can't fake that shit. Like this is why I always know when my ladies are doing the work, because there is this thing that starts to happen. You know, you came to play, you didn't just sit back in the background, hoping to pick something up over the course of eight weeks. You were there doing the work, learning how to apply these things in your life. And look at where you are today. You are a woman who was able to trust herself. You're a woman who was able to receive, a woman who was able to make a decision, a big one. Yeah. And, and to stay focused on the dream, even though the path may look a little different. You took the judgment off. Right. Right. Well, thank you for sharing your experience and your story, Betty, because I think a lot of women are going to be so blessed by hearing your words because sometimes we just judge everything that we do Mm -hmm. and we tell, we make ourselves wrong for the things that we desire. And you are such an incredible example of what happens when you let go of that, you open up your heart. Sometimes the shit can be better than you even imagined. Mm -hmm. It really is. I bet it is. I bet it's way better than you imagined it would be. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I would love to add is that some people are very open in their journey with their families and their friends. And some people are very reserved, like my husband and I. So only, you know, a handful of people knew what we were going through. Actually, nobody knows about the egg donor. And that was kind of ours to keep. And we're deciding to keep that for you know, until our son grows up and we can talk to him about it. But so you, you think that people are judging you, that people are expecting to share all these intimate stories of your journey. And when they find find out that you're pregnant, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. They're just so happy that you're, that you've finally gotten there because we I mean, we can bullshit around it, but everybody knows that you're probably on this journey and that you want to get pregnant and that it's been maybe difficult for you. And although I didn't talk to my family about it (laughs) at all, (laughs) when they finally found out I was pregnant, it was like in the best way possible too. It was just really exciting how it happened, but nobody cared how it happened. Yeah. And I held a lot of judgment um, against myself about, you know, having to seek, you know, IVF treatment because my family were very old school. We're Latinos. So my mom, my mom had eight kids and, you know, she gave birth to us naturally without any medication at home. We were born at home. And, and she told me one day, you know, God is only, God only gives you the kids you deserve. If you haven't gotten pregnant, she made me kind of think that I didn't deserve to have kids. And that feeling, I held on to it so much. And I was like, I kind of had a grudge against my mom, which my mom is amazing. Like I love her to death. She's my everything. I am who I am because of her. And I always say that to her, but that really hurt. But getting to this point in this journey of just letting all that shit go, even what my mom said was amazing. And then getting to the point where I could share with them that I was pregnant was just amazing. And she said, see, you see me, huh? (laughs) You do deserve to be a mom. And I know she meant it in the best possible way. And she, and she acknowledged, she's like, I don't know if you had help or not, but I told you, you would, you would have a baby. (laughs) So 
she probably has no idea. Like, she has no idea what, yeah, of what she was saying. And, and I think that you're, and I appreciate you saying that because sometimes the people around us, they just, they can't understand, but it's not necessary that they do. All we care about in the end is that they, they love us. Exactly. And, and sometimes, you know, expecting people to a hundred percent get what we go through is just, it's a fool's errand. There's no point, but the point is, is to focus on the love and to focus on what there is between us. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Betty. I I really appreciate that. And I, I know that women all over the world are going to be blessed by what you've shared here and what you have had the courage to say and, and the courage to live your truth. I think it's really inspiring shit. Well done, woman. Thank you. (laughs) Well done. Loves. Oh my goodness. Wasn't Betty's story just absolutely compelling, just incredibly heartwarming and, and incredibly, I don't know. Did I I just wanted, when I re-listened to that and I'm like, I just wanted to run around and shout because there is something so powerful about willing to get out of your comfort zone and it truly embrace where your dream is taking you. Because sometimes this journey is going to take you to places that you never anticipated. But you know what? The shit ends up being 10,000 times better than you ever imagined. And Betty's story is a testimony to that fact. And I really hope that, you know, if you're not in the place that you want to be today on this journey, remember, okay, you still have three quarters of the year right now. At the time of this recording, you are looking downrange at the rest of this year to turn things around for yourself. If you don't like where you're headed on this journey, change it, change it, become the woman that figures it out. Just like every single woman you have heard on this podcast, every single one of them I know would tell you that if they did it, so can you. So make a decision, mama, that things are going to be different today, that you are going to go for your dream of being a mom like your hair is fucking on fire, okay? And if you want my help getting there, if you want to learn what I've taught Betty and every single woman you have heard and will hear on this podcast, my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months, okay? there You see a pattern here with all the women you've heard on this podcast? Something about that, right? If you intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say, hell yes, to covering your bases, mind and body, so you don't have to look back on this time in your life with regret, get your butt in this program. I work with women who are committed to success, just like Betty. To apply for your interview for my program, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodology, as you see here, has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success in this journey, baby, you got to keep it whole in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.